Haunted UK podcast Short Haunts is produced and released in stereo. Listening through an environment such as headphones or stereo speakers will ensure you get the best experience. Here at Haunted UK Podcast Towers, we're committed to giving you high-quality, great episodes, time after time after time. But this takes a lot of effort in research, writing, editing, recording, mixing, mastering and publishing. We don't have a fancy production company or a bank of scriptwriters, or a large budget to keep everything going. We are a fully independent podcast. If you'd like to help the show, then why not get over to Coffee and search for the Haunted UK Podcast, where you can subscribe to give just £3 per month, the price of a coffee, or as much as you like. If you'd rather not sign up for a monthly subscription, then you can simply make a one-off donation, again, as little or as much as you like. This really helps the show with our website, coffee membership, merchandise, equipment, as well as other financial commitments. So, if you feel that you'd like to keep the lights burning, the wheels turning and the stories rolling, then why not consider getting over to coffee and donating to the show? That's ko fi and search for the Haunted UK Podcast. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Haunted UK Podcast's Short Haunts. Welcome, dear listeners, to our series of short haunts. A shot of scary, just for you. So grab a hot chocolate, maybe a tea, maybe something stronger, because this is Haunted UK Podcast's Short Haunts. And have your mind ready and primed to tune into the unknown. There are many people out there who feel that they are able to pick up on energies which are said to be left behind, by the many who have left this earth in the past. Some buildings are also said to be able to emit these energies. You only have to delve into the stone tape theory to realise that this element of the paranormal has been greatly written about and discussed. 
The following story was sent in by Abby, who tells us about events that occurred at an old Victorian townhouse, which harbored a very dark secret. And it seemed that only one person was able to immediately tune into what the house was telling him. But this person didn't only tune into the unknown, he also tuned pianos. Abby continues with the story from here. This true story was told to me by my father. It begins when he was a child and still living with his parents. My father is now a professional pianist and grew up practicing on his parents, my grandparents, grand piano. The piano had belonged to them for many years and as pianos do, it regularly needed maintenance and tuning. So over the years, my grandparents made an event of inviting over the piano tuner by appointment. He would have a home-cooked meal once he had tuned the piano and quickly became a good friend of the family. At a point in my grandfather's career, he was promoted. With the promotion, he was offered a larger house to live in. It was a tall, Victorian-style townhouse in Essex, so the whole family moved, all six of them, with their furniture and the piano. Once the furniture was moved in, the piano which had been bumped around during the move inevitably needed maintenance and tuning. So the piano tuner was invited over and the usual promise of a home-cooked meal. When the piano tuner arrived, he set about tuning the piano, except he tuned it remarkably quickly. When he was offered the tradition of the home-cooked meal, he abruptly turned it down, making his excuses. Sorry, mustache. And quickly leaving the house, my grandparents were left wondering what they had done to offend him. This was completely out of character for the man who my grandparents thought had become a good friend. Months passed, and the piano needed tuning again. So, the piano tuner was invited back. The same scenario repeated itself. The piano was tuned, remarkably quickly, before my grandparents were met with abruptness from the piano tuner, and his consequent excuses, which facilitated his immediate departure. He gave no clue as to why his demeanour had changed so much, in such a short space of time. Had they done something to offend him? Had one of the children said something that upset him? Renovations began in the new house, and this being the 70s, it meant that the cellar was being converted into a hangout or disco space for my father and his three siblings. Not surprisingly, the loud bangs and noises of the renovation meant their family golden retriever started to refuse to go down to the cellar, to the point of digging his heels into the ground. The renovations finished, and the children began to enjoy the disco space in their free time. But the golden retriever would still refuse to go down into the cellar. This wasn't just a dog being stubborn. This was a dog who had no intention of setting foot in that space of the house. It seemed as if something had spooked it, and no matter what the children or my grandparents tried, come on, boy, their golden retriever had made its mind up 
that the cellar was a place that it would not venture down to. But it wasn't just the dog that started to sense that things weren't right. Things began to happen that would challenge the beliefs of the whole family. In the middle of one night, the cellar door slammed shut. The slamming of this door generated a lot of noise, and it woke my grandfather up straight away. At the time, he was dealing with late nights and early mornings because of work, and wasn't pleased that his sleep was being interrupted. He gave his children a ticking off, insisting that they remember to shut and bolt the door once they left the space. All of them promised to do so from that moment on. So maybe this was just a one-off. However, a few nights later, the cellar door slammed shut again. As before, the noise was so loud that it woke my grandfather up once again. This time, he was livid. He threatened the children, saying that if they couldn't care to shut and bolt the cellar door, they weren't deserving of the disco space. They were adamant that they had remembered, so my grandfather took it upon himself to check the cellar door before he himself retired to bed, every night. A few weeks later, the cellar door slammed shut yet again. My grandfather once again woke up and went down to check the door. And once again, it was unbolted. But he checked that door was shut and bolted. He knew that the door was secure when he went to bed. So was it one of the children sneaking down in the night to use the disco room? Disobeying the rules set out by my grandfather and forgetting to shut and bolt the door? Except the door began slamming more and more regularly. Night after night, this continued to happen, waking up the whole household and causing more disruption to my grandfather's precious few hours of sleep. My grandfather was checking the door every night, sure in his own mind that it was securely shut and bolted. The children were also still adamant that they weren't using it past their bedtimes. Meanwhile, the dog still wouldn't go near the cellar, as if his life depended upon it. It became clear that there was no explanation for the cellar door slamming shut. The family had to grow to live with the sound. There seemed no way of stopping it. No matter how many times they tried, it just continued to happen. Fortunately, it wasn't long until my grandfather's job changed again, and the family were required to move into a new house. All the disruption of another house move soon took focus away from what was happening with the cellar door, and it wasn't long before the family were moving into their new home, and finally leaving that tall Victorian townhouse behind, for good. But it wouldn't be the last time that something would be said about that house, because one person who'd kept quiet throughout the entire time that the family had lived there, was about to break his silence. Once the furniture had been unpacked, the piano inevitably needed tuning after being bumped around in the removal van. So, the piano tuner was invited over, with that usual promise of a home-cooked meal. 
but would he take the family up on the offer? Or would he make his excuses and abruptly leave again? When the piano tuner arrived, he stepped a foot inside the new house, and the first thing he said was, Thank goodness you've moved. It seemed such a random and strange thing to say, especially after only just arriving at the family's new home. But he seemed a completely different person to the one who would tune the piano as quickly as possible, before leaving in a rush with no explanation. When asked what he meant, he went on to say, I don't know if you believe in these things, and quite frankly, it doesn't matter. But I can sense things that other people can't, And when I walked into your old house, I sensed something. Something that wasn't good. It made me feel physically ill. Each time I came back, it felt more strongly. It was getting worse. So, thank goodness you've moved. The piano tuner went on to tune their piano many times and sat down with them to share many suppers following the move. But what was it he felt in that Victorian townhouse which disturbed him so much? What kind of dark atmosphere could have become so strong that it would make a man feel physically sick, progressively getting worse every time he encountered it? As far as I'm aware, he never revealed to the family what it was that could have been infesting that house. But sometime later, a curious family member would uncover something that would truly send chills through each and every person who lived through those events. Someone in the family, I can't remember who, ended up doing a deep dive into the history of that house and found something incredibly shocking. The information they uncovered stated that a man who previously owned the house took the life of not only his wife, but also his own. And where did this terrible crime take place? In the cellar. The question is, could it have been the spirit of the husband disposing of his wife's body in the cellar, over and over again, every time that door was slamming? Or was it his wife, desperately trying to get out? desperately trying to get away from the man who would eventually take her life. We can only speculate, but it seems like a distinct possibility that something paranormal was at work here. So if you ever find yourself in the situation of moving into a new house and a good friend who you've known for many years begins to act in a peculiar and strange way, Don't be scared or embarrassed to ask them if they're feeling okay. Because you never know. They may be in tune with something that only they can see. And that may begin to disturb your sleep night after night. And if that ever happens, the next story which could be the subject of a short haunt could be yours. Do you have an interesting story which features the paranormal? If so, your story could be featured in our series Short Haunts. Please get in touch via email at hauntedukpodcast at hotmail.com, on Twitter at hauntedukpod, 
or on Instagram at Haunted UK Podcast. We're waiting for your stories. This episode was presented by Steve, produced by Pink Flamingo Home Studio, and the script was edited by Marie Waller Proofreading. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show.